Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Up Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Brown. If you're not following us on any social media sites, please go over to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Use that at symbol, Heated Up Podcast. Or if you're listening to us streaming now and you're not following us, go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm on your web browser. And please type in Heated Up Podcast. You'll find us there. Um, We are back from our hiatus from the summer, posting every single Friday new episodes. We will break down everything that's gone on throughout the summer. We will talk about that in a future episode. This episode is specifically our NFL preview. We did it last year to kick off the Heated Up podcast. I got to talk about the new podcast as well, Spit and Heat, that'll be coming live very, very soon. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to break down on today's episode of the Heated Up podcast. NFL talk throughout the entire show. So if you're an NFL fan, a fantasy football fan, stay tuned because we're breaking down every division, our Super Bowl winners, and much, much more on today's episode of the Heated Up Podcast. Let's get ready to heat it up. Sounds dry. What is going on, guys? Welcome back. It has been a long, long time since I've recorded. Um, I had a long summer, you know. I had work, um, finishing stuff up for school. There was a lot of stuff I had to focus on, um, so I took a little bit of a break. There was also not much news. Like for the NBA, we didn't really have any crazy signings. We had the Kevin Durant saga, uh, which we'll talk about next uh, week. Um, there wasn't really much to talk about. I mean, baseball's been there, but like, there's not really a lot of baseball fans. I feel like there's more basketball and football fans, and there wasn't that much news to cover on a week-to-week basis. So I said, you know what? Let me focus on the summer, enjoy the rest of my summer, and come back strong just before the NFL season. And that's exactly what we have today. It is our 2022 NFL preview. So not even going to get into like any logistics. We're just going to jump right into it. So basically how I'm going to do it this episode, um, kind of similar to last year, is I'm going to go division by division. Uh, I'm going to break down not super in-depth, um, you know, guys that they acquired, guys that they lost, departed from. I'm just going to kind of talk about what they got right now, and I'll bring up some key guys they brought back um, as well as new additions to some of the teams. Um, and we'll go by there, and we'll kind of rank each team um, one to four who's going to come in first and who's going to come in last in the division and i'll explain why and we'll kind of do that um and then anybody listening to this if you want to either jump on next week's episode um you want to hit me in the comments you want to dm me ask me some questions i'll address them um next week uh, when this episode you know is out it'll be a week after it'll be after the bills game um versus the rams at in los angeles so um we'll talk a lot about that um, when it comes to there but today is strictly going to be this breakdown of the 2022 nfl season so let's start it off afc east um as many of you know i'm a dolphins fan so let's just break down the dolphins first even though i want to go in alphabetical order i gotta go with the team it's the miami dolphins um what do they have going for them right now well Tua Vailoa is looking stellar in preseason. He connected with Tyreek Hill last week in their third preseason game for a 51-yard catch. A lot of people's issues with Tua is that he doesn't throw the ball deep, um, and he's kind of shown you that he does throw the ball deep. I feel like a lot of the national hate 
and all the Twitter hate and all the trolls and people that don't like Tua is because he doesn't quote unquote always throw that ball deep. He was never a deep ball guy in college. The reason he was so popular and he was such a big name in college is because he was the literal most accurate passer in college football history. Not you know, of the year, not of the past 10 years, in history, his percentages were the best ever. So enough with the hate. You got to give Tua credit. This is his third year now as a pro. Um, now he has some receivers. He's got Jalen Wardle who's come out and shined, honestly, that, you know, a lot of people didn't see him shining as, as quickly as he is. Tyreek Hill's over there now. Mike Gusecki's still there unless he gets traded before this episode comes out. And if he does, I apologize. Um, there's also Cedric Wilson that's now over there. He's got a run committee with Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed. There's a lot of different pieces over there in Miami that are kind of playmakers that are going to kind of face off of Tua's pressure. Um, and then you also get Teron Armstead on that left tackle. And you got a couple of other pieces that you kind of put together that uh, guard from Denver. Um, I forget his name, but... You know, I know he had a lot of issues with penalties. I think he'll be able to stay on the field without the penalty issues. But also that defense, Javon Hollins looked killer in preseason and practice is what I've been hearing. Um, there's so much to rave about this team. Jerome Baker, you know, from head to toe, I think this Dolphins team has definitely gotten better. And I have very, very high hopes for this Dolphins team going into this season. And I think this is at least a 10-win team, possibly 11-12, and 12, depending on how good this offensive scheme really is with new head coach over there. Mike McDaniel. So, the Dolphins have high hopes for me, but another team in the AFC East that I think everybody's got as their probable Super Bowl favorite is the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, a guy that, I mean, a lot of people are focused on. I feel like Josh Allen is an absolute stud. I have him in my Dynasty League, and for those of you that don't know what a Dynasty League is, it's a league where you draft a team, and that's the team you have for years and years and years to come. Um, so that's why you're going to draft young. I went Josh Allen at my quarterback because I have high hopes for him. Um, the way he can put the, the ball on the ground, kind of run the ball, um, as a quarterback, I feel like is very valuable, especially in a fantasy setting. But even on a team like the Bills, where sometimes they lack offense sometimes it kind of seems stagnant um and josh allen i feel like on the ground can absolutely change that um he's done that in years past years prior um getting stefan Diggs kind of changed those lackluster issues that they had on offense but still this team sometimes is a head scratcher because they don't really have a run game i know they just got james cooks devin singletary's there they got a couple of guys in the running back room um that can make some noise but i don't think they have a true rb1 and going into fantasy football i would stay away from bill's running backs they are very very uh problematic over there in Buffalo. But Josh Allen I have high hopes for. I think they just got Von Miller. Um, they have some big, big pieces over there in Buffalo. It's a very big problem for this AFC East division, especially the bottom two teams, which I'll break down in a minute. They do not have the star power to match up against the Josh Allen. They don't really have anybody that can go and defend a uh, Stephon Diggs or a Tyreek Hill specifically, which I did not break down. But who's going to defend Tyreek Hill in this division? I mean, you got Tredavious White, I get that. But for the Patriots and Jets, who do you got? You know, you don't have anybody that can defend Tyreek Hill. So just there, I think you got four wins in the AFC East. I think you split in Buffalo. That's five already. Five and one. You know, that's a big, big if for this Miami Dolphins team. But back to the Bills. This Bills team is built for success for the future. I think they have some very big pieces. I think the Bills are a definite issue for the AFC in general, not just the AFC East. And I'm very excited to see what Josh Allen can do in another year with 
this offense. I feel like this offense is one of the best in the league now, you know, given a James Cook coming over here, given a Dawson Knox kind of breaking out, a Gabe Davis, a Stephon Diggs. They're kind of getting back to a very good offense in an offense a couple years ago that was very, very stagnant when Josh Allen first came into the league. So I'm very excited to see what the Bills can do this year. There's some very big expectations. Can they hold those expectations? I think that is the true question. Moving over to the New York Football Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson. What is his deal? I know over the offseason, he had some, not issues, he had some very fun moments on Twitter. Uh, The Cougar catcher, if you will, some people said, Zach Wilson got with his mother's friend? I think, I can't remember exactly how it went, but Zach Wilson, a goat, if you will, um... A lot of people, you know, loving what Zach Wilson could do. I think the Jets drafted very well, getting Brees Hall, getting Garrett Wilson, going to get Sauce Gardner. Um, you know, they got Jeremy Rucker over there as well. Um, they have some huge, huge pieces over there in New York that are young, and I'm very high on the Jets this year. A lot of people are going to be fading the Jets like they do every year. I like what the Jets can do. Right now, Michael Carter is the RB1 we're hearing from camp, but that could easily change and go over to Brees Hall. I think that they have a very, very decent offense. I think that Zach Wilson deserves some credit here. I think that Zach Wilson, in my opinion, is the third best quarterback in this division. Obviously, one being Josh Allen, two being Tua Tungle-Vailoa. I think that Josh Allen um, stands out among the pack in the whole AFC. Zach Wilson eventually could get there. I don't think he'll ever be up to par with a Josh Allen. But I absolutely think that Zach Wilson deserves some credit. I feel like he's had a couple of very bad years, but he hasn't had anybody around him. Elijah Moore has been there. Denzel Mims has been there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else has been there for for Zach Wilson. It's really been nobody. Jamison Crowder, was he there when Zach Wilson was there? I think that Zach Wilson now has some pieces over there in New York, and I think that this team is going to be very, very surprising to some people. I have this team finishing third in the division. And rounding out fourth place is the home team, the New England Patriots. And a lot of you can sit there and say I'm a hater. Let me break down the facts with you, okay? Ever since Tom Brady has left the New England Patriots, they have been, I'm not going to sit and say a disgrace because that's kind of disrespectful. I don't think they're a disgrace. I just think they have not been as good as a lot of people thought they were going to be. I know everyone thinks that this team is a dynasty. This is a grand scheme of teams. This is one of the greatest teams of all time, the greatest franchises in sport history. But that was because Tom Brady was there. And you got to face the facts. Mac Jones will never, ever, ever sniff Tom Brady's jockstrap. Ever in his life, he will never get to the, the level that Tom Brady was at. Mac Jones threw one time in an NFL football game. And I know, I know that's just a, a stat. And I know a lot of people can say it with the, you know, the high wins and all that kind of stuff. Mac Jones has never, ever, ever looked on a field like a decent quarterback. He looks like a guy that checks down the ball, a field general, but he's not really a field general because he doesn't do much. Bill Belichick tells him, check it off to this guy, check it off to this guy, dump it off to this back, hand this off. Mac Jones has never been able to throw the ball. He was able to throw a little bit, a little bit at the end of the year, but nothing that made me go, okay, Mac Jones might be the real deal. He might eventually be able to take this team, you know, ahead of, you know, the Bills or ahead of the Dolphins. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith in this team. They got rid of Malcolm Butler from an injury. Tyshawn Thornton, or Tyquan Thornton, excuse me, um, he's out six to eight weeks. 
Um, you don't really have a running back. You don't know who your running back is. Your receivers are already chalked. You get a Devontae Parker who's a lot regressed than the last time we saw him in an NFL football field. Um, I just don't have a lot of confidence in this team. The defense has gotten worse. The offense has not done anything. They didn't do much in the draft. I am very, very shocked at this team throughout the offseason. And I know last offseason they did major, major moves, getting Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, you know, a couple of these guys. I have zero faith in this New England Patriots team. Um, and I have this team coming in fourth place in the AFC East. So atop of the teams, uh, it's going to go Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. That's how I have it. Uh, I know a lot of people probably have the Jets and Patriots flipped. I just think the Jets are going to take a leap from the worst team in the East and go to that third spot. I think the Dolphins and Bills um, will at least be 10-plus win teams. I could see the Jets coming in at 7 or 6. And the Patriots could be a 6 or 5 win team this year. I just they have no utter confidence in this team, especially when you don't have a Josh McDaniels there anymore. A lot of people forget that Josh McDaniels is gone from this team. Josh McDaniels is gone. We have to see how Bill Belichick and this team fare calling their own play calls because really, I don't have a lot of confidence. I think Josh McDaniels is an amazing offensive coordinator, now head coach, um, and we'll see what happens um, down the line. I could be wrong on this prediction, copy and you know record this audio. Um, I just have no confidence in the New England Patriots. Now let's move over to the AFC North, where you got the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Steelers. Let's start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are a super, super hot team. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, you're jumping the bandwagon, Super Bowl. I think the Bengals' number one issue was offensive line. What do they do? They just got three new offensive linemen for Joe Burrow to be protected. That was the issue in the Super Bowl. It was apparent. You could see that was an issue throughout the playoffs as well. Joe Burrow had no time. I think this team is Super Bowl bound, um, and I think they definitely have some Super Bowl winning aspirations. I think that Joe Burrow going to still have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, uh, as well as Jamar Chase, but you lose C.J. Ozomo, who in my opinion is a very, very big loss to this team, but the Bengals still, in my opinion, have the best chance to winning this division. Moving on to the team, I think that'll be in the second place for the AFC North. I'm coming in with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I know the Ravens had a very, very bad year last year with injuries. J.K. Dobbins. Um, I believe Marlon Humphrey was out. Uh, I mean, the amount of injuries on this team that you could name. Marcus Peters got hurt at some point last year. There were too many injuries with this team, especially with the secondary. I think at the end of the year, like week 15, they were running fourth stringers out there as their cornerbacks. It was a big issue. The injury bug got the Ravens last year. I think Lamar Jackson needs to have a huge year. He wants that contract. I think with J.K. Dobbins back, you lose Marquise Brown, but you got Rashad Bateman coming up. I like Rashad Bateman a lot. Um, Mark Andrews, obviously one of the best tight ends in the league. I think that this still is one of the better teams in the league. I think that the Ravens are a huge, huge upgrade from last year. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to make another jump. I think that he's a very underrated quarterback because he runs a lot. There's a lot of jokes on Twitter calling him a running back. He is a very underrated quarterback. He can throw the ball a little bit. Um, I know, again, losing Marquise Brown is a big issue, but I think that Lamar Jackson will be able to adjust, regroup, and have a great year this year. I have the Ravens finishing uh, second this year in the AFC North. Coming in at third, this is a toss-up, right? Because you could go with the Browns, who right now have no Deshaun Watson for 11 games, or you go with the Steelers team that has three quarterbacks. Each one of them could be a starter this year. Now, 
I am going third place in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and here's why. I think that they're going to roll out with Mitch Trubisky, who, in my opinion, is not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He's a decent quarterback that can get you over the hump. And with wide receiver core, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Chase Claypool, as well as a Pat Frermuth, and don't forget Najee Harris in the backfield with this great defense with TJ Watt behind him, I really like the Steelers to be one of these sleeper teams finishing at like maybe an 8-9 and nine win team. Um, kind of just outside the AFC wildcard. I think this AFC is going to be amazing this year. I think that they're going to be very, very good. Um, they're just going to miss out on the playoff run. I think that Kenny Pickett will be able to take the ball over halfway through the year. I don't think Mason Rudolph will be the starter at any point this year, but Mitch Trubisky will get them to a place where Kenny Pickett can excel them, have a rocket up his butt, and I think that he's going to want to absolutely dominate this AFC North. He has all the potential. He has small hands. We know that. I know it's been a downside for him, but I like this Pittsburgh Steelers team for the next couple of years. I think that they're very, very young. They have a lot of potential talent. We have to see it on the field, though, and see what happens. And coming in last, the Cleveland Browns. I don't like the Browns. I think that they're an overrated team. I think that with Deshaun Watson gone for 11 games and Jacoby Brissett behind the helm I have no confidence that this team does any damage in this AFC North I know you get Amari Cooper I know you have Nick Chubb I know you have Kareem Hunt who eventually probably should get traded at least Um, a decent defense I love Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa over there in the defense I have zero confidence though that this Browns team will be able to get more than like three or four wins with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Could prove me wrong. They could run the ball down everyone's throats with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that two-headed monster. But I have no confidence that Jacoby Brissett will be able to have any influence on wins, and that's because I'm very low on him. So I think this team will probably finish off at like a six six or seven win team. I just, again, have zero confidence in the Cleveland Browns going forward this year. So... Breaking that down quickly, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. I don't think this is a tough division to win. I think that this division is kind of open for the taking. Um, Regarding Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, I feel like those three could, like the Bengals could lose a couple of close ones this year, and the Ravens and Steelers could kind of boost up. But I think it's the Bengals that are probably going to finish at number one. I think they have Joe Shiesty. So there's no way you can go, you know, wrong with a pick of the AFC North champions from last year, as well as the AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Moving over to the AFC South. This one's this one's a tough one, okay? I I have question marks, I think, for every team in this AFC South, and I'll break them all down um, right now. I'm going to go from 4-1 to one because I feel like it's easier for me to do that, and that's going to be the Houston Texans. Houston Texans are going to finish in last. They're probably going to be the worst team in the NFL, maybe behind the Seahawks, um, but in the AFC, they're probably going to be the worst team if I had to really think about it. Um, the Texans have no Deshaun Watson. They have Davis Mills at quarterback. They really don't have a running back. Damian Pierce is a decent running back. They got Brandon Cooks, who I love. I really like Brandon Cooks. I wish he was on a better team. Um, the defense, it has they don't have much. This isn't a team that you know shocks me at finishing with two or three wins at the end of the year. I have pretty much zero confidence in a Davis Mills run team. Um, and that is why the Houston Texans will probably finish last in the AFC. Um, and possibly last in the entire NFL. There's just no confidence 
that I have for this team. Coming at number three, again, this is a toss-up because both of the next teams I'm going to pick are super question-marked. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans finishing third here. All right. Ryan Tannehill's in another year of, in my opinion, regression. I think that he doesn't have any sort of chance with a Robert Woods and Traylon Burks over an A.J. Brown and Julio Jones that he had just a year ago. Um, I don't have any confidence in him. I think Derrick Henry, again, is going to regress. I think that he has too many snaps under his belt to make me go, okay, this is okay for him to have um, another you know, 2,000 rushing yard year. I just don't see it happening. I think this defense got worse. I think that overall this team just didn't do much in the offseason. I know you get Traylon Burks, who I really like. I have him in my dynasty team, but I don't have him doing any production this year. I just don't see it happening. You know, you don't have, you know, Delaney Walker anymore over there, or you don't have A.J. Brown over there. Like, you've had the past five, six, seven years. A.J. Brown, obviously, shorter term, but Delaney Walker was really the only piece on that, you know, those Titan teams years ago. So I just have no confidence in Ryan Tannehill. And this next team, I have a little bit more confidence in, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing this division second place. I really, really like the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Trevor Lawrence, I think he had a really bad year. This team stunk last year, right? We know they stunk. They had an awful receiving core. They had an awful running game. Travis Etienne was injured. But you get Travis Etienne back, who, by the way, played college ball with Trevor Lawrence. You get a James Robinson hopefully healthy. You get Trayvon Walker. You know, you get some of these defensive players that have come back. You know, obviously, Daniel Ramsey's not back there. But I pretty much like this defense, you know, nonetheless, even without a Jalen Ramsey that you haven't had for a couple of years, I feel like you have a lot of pieces over there. With Doug Peterson, new head coach, no Urban Meyer, boys and girls. This is his second year, Trevor Lawrence. Give him some time. Give him some confidence. I think that this team is going to surprise a lot of people. I think with Christian Kirk over there now, I'm very, very high on this Jacksonville Jaguars team. I have them finishing second in the division. I really, really like some of the pieces that they've started to bring over. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know a lot of people, like I said, are probably going to hate on the Jacksonville Jaguars because the Urban Meyer situation. But by the way, I don't think we ever addressed that. Urban Meyer is an absolute... I don't even have words. He's like, for what he did... I mean, come on, man. Like, did you... (laughs) Come on. You can't get caught lacking out here. Everybody's got a cell phone. You can't get caught lacking, you know? (laughs) Um, I like this team. I like Shaquille Griffin. I like Devin Lloyd. I think that they're a very good team, deep and down. Um, They have a decent offensive line now. Um, You know, Evan Ingram's over there now. We all got to forget about that. Um, Foyasan Aluyakon, who's a Madden legend. That's the only reason why I really know him. He's a Madden legend. Um, I think this is a very decent team. I think this is a very young team that has some potential. And I just am not high on the Tennessee Titans. I think that they are an issue coming down, um, you know, for the next couple of years. I just don't have a lot of confidence in them. Um, and, and that's, like I said, why I have the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing in second place in this division. And finishing out the AFC South, which another, I feel like it's another division where it's super open. Like, don't be surprised that this Jaguars team, or I guess even this Titans team, to surprise a lot of people and win this division because 
this this Colts team is going into the year with, you know, they're probably the most complete team, right? Michael Pittman, I think, is a great. I think this offensive line is top 10 in the league. Um, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Matt Ryan, a great team overall. Um, but the issues, in my opinion, are going to rely on can Matt Ryan lead another team to a playoff run? He couldn't do that last year. Obviously, didn't, again, have a lot of pieces. Obviously, didn't have an offensive line. Didn't have a run game. Um, Cordero Patterson wasn't, you know, a, a, a big run game for him. Um, this is a good team. Don't get me wrong. The Colts are a good team. I could see them winning 10, 11 games this year. They are that good. But they also could go and win seven, eight games. It all depends on how this line, you know, Matt Ryan leads this team. Jonathan Taylor, if he has another breakout year. If Michael Pittman Jr. can really be that wide receiver one, because we don't know how he really is going to be a wide receiver one. Is he going to be a wide receiver one? Was he a wide receiver one with Carson Wentz? Some people say yes. I personally say no. I don't think he was a wide receiver one. I know he was probably the wide receiver one on that team, but he was not a wide receiver one, let's say, in a fantasy situation or, you know, you know, to hold up, you know, that that leadership. You know, he's he's really young still. He still needs a couple of years to develop. Um, that's why I have the Colts, again, being on that teetering one, they could drop to two, could drop to three, and the Titans and Jaguars could jump up. The Texans have no shot. The Texans are going to be one of the worst teams. Don't get me wrong. But the top three in this division could absolutely flip on its head, but most likely it's going to be the Colts. So like I said, Colts, Jags, Titans, Texans in order on who's going to come out of this AFC South. Now moving on to probably the toughest division in football, not just in the AFC, in football in general. Um, this is a division where a lot of people don't know where to go. And honestly, I don't know where to go, right? I'm going to go, like I said, I'm going to go from four to one because it's tough, right? It's a tough scenario to be at if you're a fan of any of these teams. Every single one of these teams made improvements this offseason. They really did. Let's start off with the fourth place team in this division, the Las Vegas Raiders. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, they just got Devontae Adams. They have a new head coach in Josh McDaniels. This team could be the killer. Um, I just have them finishing just outside of you know a playoff contention. This division should have four teams in the playoffs, most likely. If they were split up, like throw the Raiders in the South or North, they're winning that division without a doubt. Didn't have to think about it. Most likely winning that division or coming in second, probably behind the Bengals, right? But they can't. You know, I love Josh Jacobs. I am a heavy Josh Jacobs fan. I'm a Josh Jacobs supporter. While a lot of people are not Josh Jacobs supporters, I am a Devonte Adams fan. I'm a Derek Carr fan. I think that both these guys playing at Fresno State. Playing with one another has that connection, that chemistry. They love playing with each other. Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the game. We know that. Um, but this is a team that I don't think is is as complete as some of these other teams, like a Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. I am super high on these other teams, and it's so hard to pick who's going to be third, second, and first. Now, again, with that being said, you have to make some tough decisions here on this podcast when you're doing a ranking system like this. So, my third-place team is going to be the Denver Broncos. Now, I know, again, it's not probably a surprise. This is probably the list that a lot of people already have written down if they have their own predictions. Russell Wilson coming into this team. Javante Williams really having a breakout year. 
I love Cortland Sutton. I love Jerry Judy. They had Tim Patrick out for the season with an ACL injury. Um, this defense is, again, killer lights out. I love this team. I love Patrick Sertain over there um, playing in the you know the navy blue and orange. I love this team. Justin Simmons, another young piece. And Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks we have probably ever seen um, in the past, let's just say, 10 years, 15 years. Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl. Okay, he's been to two Super Bowls. Or three. No, two. Two, 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 two. My fault. He's been to two Super Bowls. He is a very, very good player. Don't get me wrong. Can he do it with a young receiving core? We'll have to find out. But I love what Russell Wilson can bring to this team. I have a lot of optimism for this Denver Broncos team going into next year. But they're going to fall short to the next two teams. And the number two team in the AFC West, and that is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs are no longer the top dog in the AFC West. You've heard it here first. No Tyreek Hill. You get MVS. You get Juju Smith-Schuster. But that is not a Tyreek Hill, okay? The defense got worse. Trent McDuffie, you draft. I like that pickup. I like Trent McDuffie, but it is not going to be enough. This defense has been a question mark for a long, long time now. I think that they have no run game. Patrick Mahomes is going to stumble a little bit. He's not going to fall off a cliff. He's still Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in the first couple of years ever, ever. Patrick Mahomes, some are saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time years ago like two years ago okay that's how much hype has been built around Patrick Mahomes I like Patrick Mahomes he's a great quarterback but he's going to fall just short to the number one team on this division which is the Los Angeles Chargers I think that Justin Herbert has a case to be the best quarterback in the NFL I think that he has a whole new uh array of talent defensively um I think Joey Bosa Derwin James um, you look at the offense, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, hopefully going to have a better year this year. Um, Donald Parham, who is a Madden god. I have high hopes for this team. I know you lose Jared Cook. Parham, I think, is a very good accusation um, to have on this team. I think that this team has a very, very good chance to win the Super Bowl. Not just get there, to win the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert is going to have an MVP-type year. I think that Justin Herbert is one of the most underrated quarterbacks. I know a lot of people have him high, but when I say underrated, I think that he's got to be in the conversation as the number one or two best guy in this league. Okay? You can talk, you know, Patrick Mahomes. You can talk Josh Allen. But in that conversation, every time it's got to be Justin Herbert, and not just fantasy-wise, okay? Not just fantasy-wise. I'm talking in the game right now, okay? Because I know a lot of people have Rodgers. They'll have Brady over him. You know, they'll have maybe Russell Wilson. Maybe some people will have him over him. Um, I know some people have just Josh Allen. I know some people have Patrick Mahomes. But Justin Herbert is probably the best quarterback in this league. Let's just state facts that are facts. If it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it is a duck. And guess what? Justin Herbert is the duck. He's the number one best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. I think that he has all the assets to be a franchise quarterback. I think he has all the assets to be a Super Bowl MVP type quarterback. And I think that Justin Herbert is going to do that this year. Um, you know, barring any, you know, injury or anything crazy. I think that Justin Herbert is that guy, okay? Um, very high hopes for him this year. So, Chargers 1, Chiefs 2, Broncos 3, Raiders 4. All right. That's what I have for the AFC. Now let's move on to the NFC. 
but we'll do it after a break. I've been talking for forever. I need a water break. Um, we'll be right back. Heated up podcast. Don't go anywhere because we're going to break down the NFC and then we will talk about the playoffs, who will make the playoffs, and our Super Bowl picks as well as the winners, which I have not yet spoiled because some of you will be surprised as to who I see going deep into the playoffs. See you right back, ladies and gentlemen. Heated up podcast. Soundstrike. Welcome back from the break. Um, On to the NFC. Let's just do this. Let's just blitz through um, some of the NFC teams. We're not going to blitz through it, but, you know, we'll we'll speed it up a little bit. I was was talking for a half hour um, on the AFC side. So I don't want to make this super long episode, but it probably will be at least an hour. Um, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll make it work with the editing. Um, I'm recording this a little bit in advance, so we'll have this out for you guys on Friday with no issues. Now, NFC West, right? Excuse me, NFC East we're on. I'm not going to do the West yet. A- NFC East every year is the division where you go, oh, the Cowboys are going to take it just because they're the Cowboys, right? Everyone else in the division stinks. I have no confidence in this division. Um and um, that's kind of it. That's where you're wrong this year. Coming in last place will be the New York Football Giants, and the reasoning for that is they're just terrible. Um, Kenny Galladay has been a no-show in practice as well as in preseason. Kadarius Tony sounded like he was going to get moved, so his head is probably not on right. Um, you got Sterling Shepard over there, who is a non-factor 24-7. You don't have Evan Ingram anymore. You got Saquon Barkley with one of the worst offensive lines in the game. And then you have Daniel Jones, who is an absolute, just terrible. (laughs) I don't even have words. They are awful. If you're a Giants fan listening to this, they are a terrible franchise. I get you get Kayvon Thibodeau. I get you get Evan Neal. You have something now. Now you got two guys you can build on the offense and defense. But you have no playmakers. You have no DBs. You have nothing on this team that makes me go, okay, maybe you're not going to come in last. Because the other three teams in this division could win it all. Win the division. Let me. I had a little pause. Win the division, not win it. You know, win it all, it all like the division. That's I, I, this division. This is the only thing they can look forward to because none of these teams are going to win a playoff game this year. But regardless, this is one of those divisions where it's just not a good division. It's one of the worst in the league every single year, and it's the reason coming in third is the Washington Commanders' new team, not the football team, not their former team name, um, the Commanders. Um, what do I like about the Commanders? There's not a whole lot, right? They have some very high-end skill players. Um, can they get to Carson Wentz's level, right? I am a Carson Wentz fan. I like Carson Wentz. I don't think he's a bad player at all. Um, I think that he's had some very bad teams. He played on the Eagles. He played on the Colts. He wasn't super, super good on the Colts, and the Colts had a very decent team last year, but he wasn't put in a situation, I think having a team with Terry McLaurin, right, 
I think Brian Robinson should be the starter on this team. Antonio Gibson's playing with the special teams team. Let him go be a kick returner because he's not that good, right? He's not that good. He doesn't catch the ball at the backfield. That's J.D. McKissick's job. So he's not even running the ball consistently enough to be a starter. He's catching kickoff returns. That's probably where he's going to be. And Brian Robinson will probably take over for this team running the ball-wise. And I'm very happy because I've drafted Brian Robinson in most of my leagues. If you're listening to this before I draft on Saturday, you are not to take Brian Robinson. That is a cheat. And uh, I will definitely know who was listening to this podcast based on if anybody picks Brian Robinson. Because I am super high on Brian Robinson late in fantasy drafts. Just an FYI for anybody looking for some sleeper guys. Brian Robinson on the Commanders is going to have an amazing year this year. Putting it into existence now. But Carson Wentz, I think this is a great defense. Chase Young, he's out for a couple of weeks. But I think he's decent. Montez Sweat. I love Montez Sweat. I think he's a great player over there. Jamin Davis. I love Jamin Davis. A lot of people are low on Jamin Davis because he had a very bad year last year. But Jamin Davis is a very, very decent player. Um, I, I just, I just don't think that this team is going to have a lot of issues defensively. Cole Holcomb, another guy that's over there. They got Jonathan Aaron and Dayron Payne, two defensive interior guys that are going to make your head spin this year. Okay, Kendall Fuller is still there. We know that. William Jackson, Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain they just got. This is a good team. Watch out for the Commanders to take second place in this division because of some skill-level players like Terry McLaurin and uh, Brian Robinson absolutely lighting it up for this Washington Commanders offense. Second place here, right? It's so close, okay? It's super close. I got the Cowboys in second place, though. I am not a sole believer on Trayvon Diggs. I mean, we've all seen the Twitter videos. If you haven't seen the Twitter videos, go over to Twitter and look up Trayvon Diggs defensively. I think that he's a ball hawk like Ed Reed, but he's not a good coverage guy, okay? He might get the turnovers, right? He's not a good coverage guy, letting up 1,000 yards last year. He's not a good coverage guy, okay? He's very, very highly overrated. I think that even though he was like 27 on uh, the, the charts this year for the player's favorite uh, or the ranking system. I don't believe any of that. Trayvon Diggs has the hype over him because his brother is Stephon Diggs and he had a lot of interceptions last year. That's it. Trayvon Diggs is not a good piece for this organization. The offense got significantly worse. Zeke Elliott, love him to death. He's a Buckeye. That is my favorite team. We know this and I will talk about the Buckeyes game coming on tomorrow night. But I just... It's a, it's a questionable situation. Do you start Zeke? Do you start Tony Pollard? Do you give Tony Pollard some extra reps? What do you do with this team? I am not sold on this team whatsoever. I do not like them. No Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup still recovering from an ACL. C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Zeke Elliott. Will they be able to hold this team off until Michael Gallup comes back and this team can get a, 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 you know, a little bit of a momentum shift? No, I don't think so. I don't think this team is going to be good. I don't think Dak Prescott, I know another year after that, gruesome ankle injury i don't think that they have what it takes this year and i like the philadelphia eagles to take this one aj brown is in town jalen hurts is going to have a monster year miles sanders has got to get at least one rushing touchdown he can't go two years without a rushing touchdown it's just impossible no way okay aj brown Devonte smith um Dallas Goddard, I love Dallas Goddard this year. I think he's going to have a big year. The defense, Darius Slay, some decent pieces over there. I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the chance to go over and win this NFC East. I think the Cowboys and them are kind of head in head. They both could win 9, 10 games and win this division, but it's very, very close. And I think that this division is one of the weakest in the league. 
But at the top, Dallas and Philadelphia, it's going to be a battle to see who can take first place. I'm going Eagles in first, Dallas second place. I think Washington will take third, and the Giants will absolutely be dead last in this division. Don't get it twisted. They're not winning more than four games. Moving over to a division with a four-win team, the Chicago Bears North. They're not going to win more than four games. I love Justin Fields again. Former Buckeye. Great player. The offensive line is terrible. Your number one receiver is Darnell Mooney. They cleaned house with a head coach and GM, right? David Montgomery could lose his starting job, and he's actually a decent running back. There's not much else to say. The Bears are winning three or four games. Second place here, and this is going to shock some people, right? Uh, Excuse me, third place. Excuse me, I apologize. Third place, and this is going to shock some people. I got the Vikings, okay? I got the Vikings in third place. Justin Jefferson, top running uh, receiver in this league. Kirk Cousins, super underrated, has a decent wide receiver core with Adam Thielen over there as well, helping out double J's with Dalvin Cook, who might be a top five running back again this year. The defense is pretty stacked, right? We know what Harrison Smith can do. We know what some of these other pieces can do on this defense. This is a tough defense. This is a tough, tough team. But they are not as good as this next team, I'm going to say. And it could be all the hype. It could be all, you know, my former love for this team. The Detroit Lions are going to take the second place in this division. They got DeAndre Smith, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, TJ Hawkinson, Jamison Williams when he's back healthy. I love TJ Hawkinson with all my heart. This man is a former Iowa Hawkeye. This man is going to lead the league this year in receiving yards for a tight end. He is going to have an absolute monster year. Jared Goff, I got faith in Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is going to be a great player this year. I think that they got Panay Suell, who is going to absolutely have another great year. Okay, I think that the Lions are super underrated. I'm super high on them, right? DeAndre Swift, we didn't even talk really much about him. He's going to be a top 5 fantasy running back this year. He might be a top 10 running back in the league overall, right? They got Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Velikti. That is an offensive line that's going to make some noise. And then defensively, you draft Aiden Hutchinson. You still got Deshaun Elliott and Will Harris back there. Tracy Walker's still there, right? Michael Brockers you bring over. This defense has some question marks. Jeff Okuda, can he really be that guy, right? The Aquara brothers are still there. I am super high on this Detroit Lions team. I have them finishing second. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Detroit Lions are coming in second place in this division. And coming in first, it's not a surprise. The former MVP is going to drag this team, this non-playmaker team, to the finish line. Barely. Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Robert Tanyan, like Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. He's going to drag them. Drag them to first place in this NFC North, which will probably be a super weak division. Aaron Rodgers, again... He's going to do what he does best, and that's play football. He's going to go out there and do whatever he's got to do to have this team win. But Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle, man, this year. This is going to be one of the years where you go, man, is he done? I don't think so. He's just got a really bad team and really bad playmakers around him. 
But Aaron Rodgers eventually is going to figure out a way to make it all work. He'll find some players to trade away and to get some pieces back if he has to himself. Aaron Rodgers is not going to go out sad in one of his last years. So, NFC North, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings, and the Chicago Bears Book that, if you will. I definitely think that's how it's going to go. I'm definitely high on the Detroit Lions. All right, boys and girls, let's move on to the NFC South. I guess the NFC South is next. Um, This is another one where I don't know where to go, right? There's three teams in this division, right? We know who number one is. We already know. I'm going to talk about it. We don't have to really talk about it. I want to start from the bottom. I like starting from the bottom. It gives you more suspense. Um, but this one, I'm going to start from the top just because it's like, you know, who number one is that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's probably Tom Brady's last year. Um, he, he's doing it without Gronkowski. He's doing it without Bruce Arians. He probably won't have Chris Godwin for most of the season, at least the beginning of it coming back from that ACL injury. Um, but he's still got Mike Evans. He's got Russell Gage. Now he's got Julio Jones playoff Lenny He's going to solidify that number one role without Ronald Jones. I think this defense, Devin White, Levante, David, this team is stacked head to toe. Carlton Davis. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Antoine Winfield Jr. There's too many pieces on this team for me to go. Okay. One of these younger teams is going to take over. They don't have that yet. I don't think this, any of these three teams will take it over. Number two though is it's tough. Like I have to go Saints just because their defense, right? Like the Saints have got to go with number two here. If they can't do number two with Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas coming back, then they are going to have to go draft quarterback because Jameis Winston, in my opinion, is not that good. But if you can't do it with Jameis Winston getting number two ahead of a Falcons or Panthers team, you just got nothing going for you. I think it's close and they could kind of get to third with this next team, but there's no way with Sean Payton retiring a new head coach, new all this kind of stuff, you don't blow it up and you don't try to, you know, move some pieces. Marshawn Lattimore go over to Miami Dolphins. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, there's not much to be said about the Saints. They're not a great offensive team. They're a great defensive team. So hopefully this defense can carry the offense across the finish line and get to the second place in this NFC South. That'll be a win for them. Huge win for the people of New Orleans who haven't been relevant since Drew Brees left. Now, the Falcons are my third team in this division. I love Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Like, super high on them. I want Drake London in every one of my fantasy leagues. That's how good I like Drake London, especially with no Calvin Ridley. The issue is who's your quarterback? Is it Desmond Ritter? Or is it going to be Marcus Mariota? We know Mariota's going to start week one, but how long until you go, all right, Marcus Mariota probably isn't going to be our quarterback. Let's put Desmond Ritter in to try to get some plays and to give him some confidence and some familiarity with NFL in-game situations. Now, I think this is still a decent team. I think this defense still needs a little bit of work. You lose Foyasan Louiacan, who we just talked about with the Jaguars. You lose a couple of those pieces. You lose Matt Ryan and quarterback. Where do you go from here if you don't make it work? Well, you go back to the drawing board and you figure out some defensive players because that is what you need for this team. This offense, when Calvin Ridley comes back, and if you can figure out you know, your running back situation, I think that this team is in solid, solid scenarios um, for the next couple of years with a great tight end, some decent receivers, and a decent running back, as well as a Desmond Ritter leading the helm. Now, my last place team is the Panthers. I'm not confident in Baker Mayfield. I never have been. I never will be. 
Um, McCaffrey's too injury prone. This defense has not gotten in better any better over the past couple of years. You know, it, it, it's not a good team. And like Baker's the starter for now, but like for how long he'll be the starter? They're just like I said, Christian McCaffrey's too injury prone for me to put my hat on this team and say, all right, this team's got somewhere to go. It's just not going to be a good year for the Panthers. It never is a good year for the Panthers. I'm going Panthers in fourth with the Falcons in third, Saints in second, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in in first place in the NFC South, which I don't think anyone should be surprised with the Buccaneers at one. If you have someone else leading the NFC South, please let me know. i got to see how crazy and your reasoning behind all that is. And then we'll go last but certainly not least, the NFC West, who had the Super Bowl champ Los Angeles Rams in that. This is a tough division. Um, we all know the bottom team. I'm just going to get them out the way. Coming in fourth place is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. You lose Russell Wilson. You got DK and Ty Lockett, but who's throwing to them? Geno Smith, Drew Locke. Not a good option over there in Seattle. They don't have Chris Carson. He just retired. Bobby Wagner has officially departed from the team. They don't have much going for them. They are a very, very difficult team to predict. They get Kenneth Walker in the draft. Rashad Penny is going to probably be the starter. This is a team that I'm super low on. I do not like the Seattle Seahawks this year. I'm very disappointed in what they've done in this offseason. Getting rid of Russell Wilson for essentially nothing. Um, Noah Fant and a couple of other pieces. Nothing that makes me go, okay, that's that's enough for maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen with my own eyes. Um, so they're going to come in fourth. In third place, this one, again, is a tough one. Is it the Cardinals or 49ers? Because that's what it's come down to. I have to go with the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I think, are a really good team still. I love Kyler Murray. I think so many people are down on Kyler Murray. He's going to have no D-hop for roughly about six games. So he's going to have nobody to pass to. He's got Marquise Brown, though, who also might get suspended. So it's a very interesting situation over there. James Conner has taken over RB1 as Chase Edmonds departed over to Miami. I like Kyler Murray this year. I think that they're very close. I think they could even get into the wild card scenario, but I don't have them coming in the top two in this division. Number two, San Fran, man. I am questionable to think of what Debo Samuel's going to do this year. Jimmy Garoppolo's still on the roster, but Trey Lance is the starter in San Francisco, and I love the move. I like Trey Lance a lot. I think that Trey Lance is a very, very underrated quarterback. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that Trey Lance might be the key to this 49ers offense, opening it up and exploring a George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and seeing what can happen over there instead of a Jimmy Garoppolo. This team was a pick away from Super Bowl contentions, and instead they fail and lose to the Rams. It is unfortunate that's how it ended for them, but this year they have very, very high hopes. They hope they can get back to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl, and potentially win it. Trey Lance at helm. We'll see what happens over there in San Francisco. And coming out, obviously, in number one in the NFC West, the defending champ Rams. They get Allen Robinson. Sean McVay is still there. Um, Stafford to Cup connection has been unbelievable. Cam Akers coming back from that injury. Um, you know, they get Bobby Wagner. They have a couple of new pieces. I love the Rams defense this year. I am big on the Los Angeles Rams. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league this year. Once again, um, high hopes for them um, to, to finish out this NFC West at number one for my predictions sake. 
Um, and this is a very good team. Like I said, they have high, high hopes. A lot of people think that they're going to either repeat or at least get back to the Super Bowl. And we'll see because coming up next, quickly, I'm going to break down the playoffs, my Super Bowl contenders. And I'm going to go through every single one of the offensive and defensive uh, positional uh, awards. And we'll do that as well as our Super Bowl winners um, for this year. So stay tuned. Heated Up Podcast. Like I said, Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks to top off the NFC best. We'll be right back. Sounds true. Welcome back from the break. All right, we are closing out the episode going over the NFL awards, um, who I think will take the awards um, as well as the runners up. Number one, I'm going MVP. We're going first, head into it. Josh Allen's one of the favorites. Pat Mahomes, again, one of the favorites. Brady, Rodgers, they're all favorites. But I went on a tear a couple of minutes ago saying that Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in this league. I'm sticking with my guns. Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Parham, Austin Eckler to the side of him. Justin Herbert... NFL MVP, book that in your markers, um, you know, whatever you got to write it into. Justin Herbert, I think, is going to continue his excellence. He's going to have a phenomenal year. Um, and it's essentially a quarterback's division, right? Uh, award, right? It's typically given to a quarterback. The last, what, one that was, was probably, what, Adrian Peterson, I think, maybe, right? I'm trying to think in my head. I think it was Adrian Peterson, like 2012, right? It's got to go to Herbie here. I love what Justin Herbert can do this year. Um, this is a big, a big, you know, year for him. I feel like he has to make that hump to get over. They want to be Super Bowl contenders. Justin Herbert MVP for sure. Back up. I think Josh Allen will have that kind of year. I think that'll be your runner-up, but it's going to be absolutely Herbie for sure. NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Now this one goes to a more positional player, right? This one technically does not go to a quarterback. Okay. This one is tough, right? Because in my opinion, I want to go with a homer. I want to go with a guy that I think is absolutely going to have a phenomenal year again. Um, you could go with King Henry. You could go with JT. Cooper Cup could go back to back. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that is on a new team. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that I think both guys, I think, you know, my backup, uh, my, you know, my sleeper pick of it, or so to speak, the second runner up. Um, I think he's on another team as well. Um, my number one pick this year for Offensive Player of the Year is Tyreek Hill. And so a lot of you can hate on the pick, say it's a homer pick. Tyreek Hill's on my favorite team. It makes sense. Tyreek Hill has something to prove, right? Everybody's talking about Pat Mahomes. Everybody's talking about how two is under throw when he can't do this. Tyreek Hill loves being in Miami. It was a team he wanted to be on. Tyreek Hill is going to have an absolute monster of a season. Um... And I think that he's going to show that this year when he goes out there with Tua Tungavailoa, this offense with Mike McDaniel, this offense is going to be crazy. Tyreek Hill, Offensive Player of the Year. And then your backup, you know, your number two guy, the runner-up, I am going to go with Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a really good year. Um, you know, he's not going to be with, you know, Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to be with a guy that he's played with all his life, you know, essentially for the first four years of his career um, playing over in um, Fresno State. Defensive Player of the Year. This one is where it gets interesting, um, but I'm going to go with a safe pick, and I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. Um, I think he's just super talented all around. 
Um, I love what he brings to the table, and Dallas needs something to look forward to this year. Micah Parsons being Defensive Player of the Year is probably going to be it. Depends where they line him up at. If they line him up a lot in the line, and they don't really drop him back in coverages and stuff like that, it might be different. But I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. I like the pick at plus 900 for sure. Um, And then I think the backup is going to go TJ Watt, runner-up. TJ Watt is an easy pick. He's a sleeper pick always. I feel like he always is close to winning it. But then there's people like Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett that say, hey, don't forget about me. Um, and they always, like, the like the, the Homer NFL, like, sleeper, the old people, always pick those guys ahead of TJ Watt, which is unbelievable to me. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, this one is tough because the favorite is Kenny Pickett, but he might not even start, right? I'm going to go with the second favorite bet guy with the odds. I'm going to go Drake London. Um, I already explained to it. I love Drake London. I think that him and Kyle Pitts, Drake London's going to be wide receiver one there. Kyle Pitts is going to be obviously kind of wide receiver 1A and then Drake London's 1B. Kyle Pitts is the tight end. He's going to line up at receivers a lot of time um, this year. But I just love what Drake London is probably going to do. I think he was one of the better receivers. I think he's number two. I think Chris Olave just outs him as far as pure talent. But I don't see Olave having a great tandem with Jameis Winston as we all know last year my beef with Jameis Winston um I just don't think Jameis Winston's a great quarterback I think that Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter wherever you line him up at um I think they're gonna have a better year than Jameis Winston I love Drake London this year Drake London rookie of the year book that um and then the second guy I just said it um Chris Olave is not gonna be that guy for me I'm gonna go Traylon Burks and I already talked about it I don't think that Traylon Burks is gonna have a great year with uh, Ryan Tannehill, but looking at this list, Brees Hall, he's not even wide, running back one on his team. Chris Olave has Jameis Winston, and Kenny Pickett's not even going to be playing for that team. So um, you can look at other guys that are rookies. Um, I just don't see anybody else um, kind of taking this from them. A lot of them are either hurt or not doesn't have a lot of um, of hype around them. So that is that. Defensive Rookie of the Year. This is a tough one, right? This is a playoff um, essential team. Um, In my opinion, I think that'll eventually get there. And I think the reason they're going to get there is because of this defensive rookie of the year. And that's Kyle Hamilton, okay, over there in Baltimore, all right? Kyle Hamilton I have high hopes for. I think that he's going to fit very well in Baltimore, especially a team that had some very, very big question marks in that secondary, who's coming back healthy, who's not. I love Kyle Hamilton this year to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. Super, super talented guy out of Notre Dame. Um, he's kind of fifth in the odds, but I really like him to sneak in there, get close to there. Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, I think they're going to be good picks, um, but I love Kyle Hamilton. Your backup here is probably Aiden Hutchinson, who's going to come close to winning it, um, but I think Kyle Hamilton have a very, very good year. Um, and shock a lot of people. And then you have two more, I believe, awards. Um, Comeback Player of the Year. I think the easy cop-out answer is Derrick Henry, but I'm going Christian McCaffrey. And I already said it, I don't know how confident and healthy he's going to be this year. Um, But if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy all season, I think it's got to be him. Derrick Henry, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, you know, he wasn't missed super bad I feel like Christian McCaffrey's always hurt and I feel like this award is going to be kind of placed to him just so people you know remember his name put the respect on his name um and the NFL is going to want to do that so Christian McCaffrey I think is going to win comeback player of the year backup is Derrick Henry I think Derrick Henry is going to be you know runner-up I like Derrick Henry obviously King Henry 
probably one of the best running backs we've seen. Pure runners um, in this game ever, maybe. Um, but I like Christian McCaffrey here if he's healthy all year. I don't think he'll be healthy all year, but if he is, that's a solid, solid pick um, by me. <laughs> um, and then coming out, NFL Coach of the Year, I'm going Mike McDaniel. I've already said this. I have super high hopes for the Dolphins, and I feel like a lot of people don't, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Dolphins. They got Tyreek Hill, probably one of the top five receivers in this league. He's one of the fastest in this league, for sure. Tyreek Hill is an absolute stud. We know this. We know what Tyreek Hill does. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I love Tyreek Hill. Um, I think that this running game is going to be amazing. I think Mike McDaniel's got this team on lock. I love what he's doing, the connection he has with these players. Look at the practice videos. He is with this team. He likes this team. He loves this team. Mike McDaniel, coach of the year, book it. And then you're going to have to go, in my opinion, the next best quarter, uh, the head coach, Dan Campbell. I mean, I love the guy. I feel like the Lions are going to have a great year. I think that he's going to have a phenomenal season at head coach again. Um, I think that this team is going to absolutely shock some people. Same thing with the Dolphins, not to the same extent, but I love the Dolphins here. Uh, Mike McDaniel at number one, and then Dan Campbell, number two for the Lions. Absolute sweet picks um, for that. And then let's just get into the Super Bowl pick. My Super Bowl prediction is... The Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. It's a Los Angeles Super Bowl. It's bound to happen. I think Matt Stafford bounces back again and shows people why he's one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I know he has that injury. I know that Herbert has something to prove. This is a super matchup. Literally the two Los Angeles teams. It can't get much better than that and bigger than that. And my prediction is... Matt Stafford's going to take it again. I just can't bet against Matt Stafford. I did it last year in the Super Bowl. I regretted it. I think that this is a much closer year this year for them. I think that they're going to struggle a little bit. I think there's going to be more adversity. But you got Allen Robinson now to factor out Noah Odell. You get Cam Akers back. I love this team. I love the defense. I think this is a great team again. Um, Matt Stafford's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Everything he's gone through, the number one pick coming from Georgia, the issues with his wife with her brain surgery. There's so much about this guy that you should love. The stuff that he did for Detroit coming over, he put his heart and soul on the line for Detroit, and then he gets rewarded, goes to Los Angeles the first year he wins the Super Bowl. I love this team. Matt Stafford is one of my GOATs of all time from my favorite players. The Los Angeles Rams are going to beat Justin Herbert, and that lack of experience is going to bite them. I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams to win your NFL 2020, you think it would be 23 Super Bowl, and Matt Stafford's going to get MVP for sure. Um, book it now. Book it if you want to go throw money at the casino. I like Matt Stafford and the Rams this year coming in and winning the Super Bowl. That is it for today's episode of the Heated Up Podcast. I appreciate everyone coming back and showing some love um, and supporting the, the podcast. I know I was gone for a while. Some of you, I got a lot of messages, honestly, more than I expected. Uh, people wondering where the pod was. I was on hiatus. It was summer. I had to live out my summer. It's my last summer at home before I go to college. So um, I appreciate everyone, you know, reaching out, making sure I was okay and everything. But I was just, I was just living life, guys. Um, we're back. Even though I got school, I have plenty of time to record episodes, um, even if it's a quick episode. And I wanted to drop this news. Spittin' Heat is coming live ASAP. I have so many people from school that have said they want to come on the podcast. Um, I haven't started it yet, so it's going to take me a little bit to kind of get it kind of moving. But I have all the pieces I need, so 
I'm ready to start it up. I hope you all are excited and ready. That podcast is going to be strictly whatever I decide to talk about. It is going to be explicit, 18 plus. I'm going to talk everything, conspiracies, love lives, you name it. You, I'm going I'm to talk. I'm going to just talk my, you know. I don't want to swear on this podcast, but we are going to get in depth with a lot of things. I think it's going to be very fun, very important, and very interesting. So I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, like I said, if you're not following us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Heated Up Podcast, um, I appreciate you all. Much love um, for the podcast, and I appreciate you all. I will talk to you guys next week. Um, and yeah, that's about it. We're back, baby. Heated Up Podcast. Let's do this. All right, I will talk to you all uh, next time. Have a great night and have a great week. Let's go. Football's back. And before I go, Ohio State minus 17, lock of the year. Notre Dame sucks. (laughs) Have a great night, everybody. Soundstripe.